Hi everyone and welcome to our brand new something something. <laughs> I'm starting over. Suit up! Damn it, Marshall! New is always better. Challenge accepted. I'm not the blitz! You want to hit of this sandwich? Damn, maybe be cool. Can we go camping? Hi everyone and welcome to the re-return. I'm Erin. And I'm Lear. And we are two How I Met Your Mother super fans running the series. Um, this week is season one, episode 15? 14. 14. <laughs> We're going to be talking about Zip 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 today. This was a really fun episode um, with some pretty important stuff. It, it, yeah, it I'd might say come so. Up it might, all of this stuff might come up later, so make sure you're taking notes. There will be a test at the end. <laughs> no, there won't. I'm not writing a test. Um, I'll write it. <laughs> awesome. No, I won't. In this so, quick summary. In this episode, Ted and Victoria, recently dating, haven't had sex yet. It's going to be weird. Um, Lily and Marshall um, are locked in a bathroom, and Barney and Robin are basically growing out the entire episode and then Barney gets weird. So in case you forgot, that's what this episode is about. I'm glad you reminded me because I'm pretty sure it's been a while since I've watched this. But now I remember it, so we're good. Okay, just because we haven't done an episode since before our entire world was in post-apocalyptic hellscape doesn't mean you don't have to watch the episodes before we record this. I'm, I'm trying, I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Ugh. So, just a little background for our listeners. Um, we haven't recorded in a while because, you know, life issues. And um, Lear has been doing a million musicals. So, we, it has been impossible between work and your gigging for us to get together. Which is both great and also terrible. Because we miss doing this. I know. I've been looking forward to this all day. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I mean, I also, since the last time we recorded, I started a... Not a new, well, I got a, a new position. Yeah. I you had a promotion. Call it a promotion. Because it's, I mean, it was a promotion. It was a promotion. Don't sell yourself, sell yourself, sell yourself thought. I'm so Thank sorry. You. Yeah. So I got a promotion and I moved from the night shift to the day shift. And I'm also working another 15 hours a week ish to get everything done. Um, so, yes, it's a promotion, and I'm awake during the day again, which is great. Um, but it's also been a, a huge change and a lot to get used to. So that, along with um, nearly constant gigging, um, for example, this week, six out of seven days. Um, yay. Big change. Yeah, so I'm blaming Lear, but really it was both of us. I mean... <laughs> I haven't had any major life changes myself, but it's been busy. Um, <laughs> so we're really sorry it took us, what, seven months to record a new episode? Yay! Yay! Yay. <laughs> um, but here we are. We're really excited to be talking about Zip, Zip, Zip. Um, going forward, we're going to be trying to do two episodes a month. And we think that will be a more sane production schedule for us. And we'll also be able to put things out regularly for you guys. Um and you won't have these big, huge lapses where we say, hey, we're going to have a new episode, and then we don't. Yep. Because life. And, and that said, thank you for all of you that were uh, supporting us, uh, asking when we'd be back, and then for everyone that commented when we were able to post an episode, was it about a month ago? 
Yeah. Um, but we love it when people tweet at us and say, hey, when's your episode coming back? Because it just, number one, makes us feel wonderful and warm and also gives us that, you know, pit of despair in our stomach. Like, oh, shit, when are we actually going to be able to do this? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you, guys. We love we love hearing from you no matter what you have to say, even if it's, when the fuck are you going to be back? You guys are so lazy. We don't <laughs> care. It's great. Um, there's nothing you can say that we haven't said to ourselves in our inner monologues. <laughs> so, moving on. Zip, zip, zip. I cannot figure out the title of this episode for the life of me. I have no thoughts. The only thing I can think of is zip, zip, zip. Something about fast, moving fast. I don't know. Um, except no one in this episode is moving fast except Barney. Right. And that didn't work out that well for him. Not in this episode. Nope. <laughs> so I think the Ted and Victoria storyline is boring. And I think the L- Marshall and Lily stuff is funny. But I think we're going to have to have a super meltdown about Barney and Robin. So I'm saving that for the end. Okay. So we can have like a super meltdown. That works for me. Awesome. So let's start with the boring part. Ted and Victoria. Ted's being gross. In case you've forgotten, in this episode, Ted and Victoria have been going out for three weeks. Ted is really gross because he hasn't got, he hasn't fucked her yet. Excuse me. <laughs> Did you burp um, again or are you apologizing for saying fuck? I was apologizing for saying fuck. Why? Um, Drink more. You're right. I take it back. Okay, good. And everyone else is kind of gross about it. Like Marshall's way too excited about... Ted getting laid like I know it's his boy but who gets that excited yeah I mean how old are they late 20s right late 20s they've all had sex before right this is this is not a new thing for them yeah I feel like if you're out of high school you're not supposed to get that excited about your buddy getting sex (laughs) right maybe college if you're gross (laughs) if you're gross I feel like I'm being a little hypocritical about this (laughs) I'm going to keep my mouth shut for yeah as much as I can. Yeah, we're not going to talk about that. Okay. Okay. Um, so Ted and Victoria did the responsible thing and waited until they'd been dating for a while. Yes, Victoria wanted to wait a month. Ted did not. He felt like it was worth not attacking her, I guess. Yeah. Like, good for Ted waiting for consent. And to their credit, it's not like they jumped into bed the same day or anything so good for them it's all very sweet except marshall's just a little weird about it a little bit barney is gross about it (laughs) barney is gross about everything i I know like i don't even know why we say that because it's just an assumption if something is happening barney is going to be gross about it okay i'm gonna do a non-sequitur so when victoria first comes out of Ted's bedroom in the beginning. I swear to God, she's wearing the most 2006 outfit ever. She's wearing like a green peasant top with wide leg capris and boots. Like I had that outfit. It was terrible. Oh my God, it existed. Like, holy shit. (laughs) What the fuck is a peasant top? It's what Victoria's wearing. It's like a, like, it's got kind of loose and long and blousey. It looks like something a hippie would wear. Oh, okay. And also, I believe 2006 is when we were all into gaucho pants, and it, like, moved over into formal wear, which is why she's wearing, like, these wide-legged trousers that cut off, like, right at the knee. Yeah, I mean, that definitely sounds like all of the girls I hung out with in college. Yeah, like, we were wearing these... It was before yoga pants. Like, they were made out of the flowy yoga pant material, except they were... Like, it's, except now we wear them tight like leggings. 
Back then, we were wearing them giant and wide-legged and called them gaucho pants. Instead of parachute pants. College was a terrible time. Yeah. It's okay. Someday we will look back on our obsession with leggings and be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Skinny jeans? Oh my god. I'm not sure I'll ever have that problem, but... You probably won't, but I will. Oh well. So yes, Victoria's outfit, absolutely hilarious. So So other than being horrific about wanting to get in bed with Victoria... They finally decide, like, hey, we're going to be out of time, out of town on the date that we were going to do it. So let's do it now. They have this really horrific, mushy encounter on a couch in the living room of the apartment. And Ted, you know, this might be peak Ted. Is this peak Ted? I'd say so. Mm-hmm. This is definitely peak Ted. This is like peak romantic Ted. <laughs> I want to know your soul. I mean, that... It's so gross, though, too. Differently gross, but, un- like, uncomfortable to listen to. Yeah, and I know that's the joke. And they did the right thing by locking Marshall and Lily in the bathroom <laughs> and having them basically make fun of him the entire episode. That was smart. <laughs> it was. Like, as Lily says, it is indeed high school literary magazine bad. Oh, my God, it's so bad. It's so bad. Speaking of high school literary magazine, I have a story. Oh, good. Tell. (laughs) I was published in a high school literary magazine once. Oh, that's awesome. For a poem. (gasps) Do you still have it? It's somewhere. I have to find it somewhere. Uh, It was rainbows or raindrops or rain something. Okay. Um, Um, I wait. No, no, no. I'm not done. Okay, go. Because right now you're getting an awful impression of me and I need to change that. (laughs) I wrote this for a class assignment. As a joke. (laughs) And the teacher submitted it for this publication and it was selected. In earnest? Yes. Bonus episode. At some point, Lyra is going to find this poem and do a dramatic reading and we will stick it in the podcast feed. Oh, yes. I I would be more than happy to. Oh, my God. That would be amazing. So yeah, High School Literary Magazine, bad. That's awful. (laughs) Did you tell the editors that you wrote it as a joke? I did not, because everyone was so proud of it, and I decided to not ruin it for them. Just, like, roll through it? Just, like, let it play out? Pretty much. My name was announced at a banquet, and I got a free meal out of it. Ah! (laughs) So bad. It was so bad. You are a better sport than I would have been. Because I would have told everyone. I mean, add, uh, what was I, sophomore in high school? Mm-hmm. Add six years and call it a free drink instead of a free meal. Would you do it? Yeah. Yeah. Open bar? There you go. <laughs> Several free drinks. It's not like we haven't gone to crappy weddings purely for a free bar. That's true. I'm going to two of them next month. There you go. Oh, oh my god. Okay. So, this is unrelated. <laughs> But we haven't talked in a while, and I feel like I need to tell you this now in our podcast. Um, I'm going to a wedding on Cinco de Mayo. What? My boyfriend's cousin is getting married on Cinco de Mayo. This is going to be such a fucking hot mess. I am so excited. Except I have to work the next day. <laughs> but I'm still so excited. This is and it's in New Jersey. Ever. It's oh in New Jersey. God. It's going to be a shit show. And that is what I will do for an open bar. (laughs) Anyway, 
Um, so I guess really the only thing I want to address in the Ted and Victoria storyline, how are we feeling about Victoria in this episode? Because Ted is obviously terrible. I mean, Victoria seems to match Ted. Yeah, they, they definitely have a vibe. Yeah. They I, seem to want the same things. I like Victoria, so I'm not going to call her terrible. Th- they want the same terrible things. It's kind of cute. Yeah. They want to know each other's souls. I think she makes him less terrible. Yeah, she is charming. Yep. Okay. Are we ready to move on to Lillian Marshall? I think so. I think we can get more mileage out of that. So, Lillian Marshall, it's their nine-year anniversary. As Robin says, their relationship is now a fourth grader. Yep. <laughs> cute. They ditch plans to go to the Berkshires, which, by the way, fucking suck, to stay in and eat Chinese. And like any introvert, this sounds like the greatest thing ever. It's true. Basically, plans are dumb. Going places is also stupid. Staying in, getting drunk, and eating Chinese is the best thing ever. Yep. Why would anyone go anywhere for anything? Other than a Cinco de Mayo wedding in Jersey. I have no reason to ever leave my apartment. There you go. (laughs) And again, that sounds totally worth it. I think so, too. So this is obviously the premise. They're in the bathroom when Ted and Victoria decide to decamp to the couch to have their weird, emotional, finger-sucking, whatever. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound so terrible when you say it like that. I mean, that being said, all sex sounds terrible when you describe it to people. Mm, yeah, that's true. Like, it does not sound good at all. <laughs> Let's not go into that level of immersion for our listeners. I think we're good. Okay. So Marshall, very excited about Ted getting laid. He is willing to hang out in the bathroom with Lily so Ted and Victoria can get their mojo on uninterrupted. Yeah. Good bro. Here's my question on that. Why wouldn't you just immediately walk out of the bathroom and offer to leave? Because then you wouldn't have an episode. I feel like it's one of those poor decisions that you make in the moment, and then it just goes on too long. Uh, yeah, I can see that. And that, I mean, it obviously went on too long for them. Yes. I mean, they said, like, hey, we just need to stay in here until they go to the bedroom. They weren't expecting them to be on the couch for three hours. Yeah. They kind of figured this would be like a wham-bam, thank you, ma'am situation. Right. Especially with, the you know... Waiting as long as they have. Yes. I, I imagine Tim's, uh, Tim, Ted's not going to have a lot of uh, dexterity. Um, I don't think that's the word, <laughs> but I'm not going to correct you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure all of our listeners know what you're talking about. <laughs> yep. We can pick it up from yeah. context. Um, there we go. Our listeners are smart. Yes. The conflict... So Lily and Marshall are basically in a bottle episode, right? Like, they get stuck in a bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to talk about their relationship. It's a great part of the episode. Because bottle episodes are awesome. They are the best. Yes. They have this, like, conversation about this, like, the status of their relationship, and they get really hung up on firsts. Yeah. Is that a thing in relationships? Like... I don't know how to answer that because I want to say yes, but I also think that my thoughts on firsts in in my relationship with Allie came about because I was watching How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. So, chicken and egg? Egg, yeah. But, I mean, it, it is a thing, 
but it's it's not an important thing. Yeah, I'm just like so unsentimental. It's just like whatever. <laughs> right. Am I crazy? Well, you are, but not necessarily about this. Oh, good. <laughs> but relationships in general, yeah, you are. But I like their conflict. I think it's an interesting conflict to have in an episode. Well, not in in this episode because it's pretty tangentially related to Ted and Victoria. Like, I feel like Ted and Victoria are kind of a nothing part of the episode. They're just kind of plot driver. They're they're. Po- I feel like Ted and Victoria are plot catalysts. Okay. But really, we're here for like what's happening with Lily and Marshall. I can see that. Which honestly, I think is such a cool way to structure an episode with your main character and like his big moment being like. You can't really show it. Right. This is not Outlander. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay, Outlander. I think, but this is kind of an ongoing conflict throughout the series with, with Lily and Marshall, like kind of checking in on the state of their relationship. Like we're in season one and they've been together nine years. Right. So they are a very well-established couple and they are now engaged. And I think they struggle with, you know, I guess struggle is the wrong word. Like, Except for the end of season one, beginning of season two, they are like super committed to each other. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I feel like we see a lot of cracks in the surface mm-hmm. throughout the entire show. That's true. And that's what I think that's what makes Lillian Marshall so cool. Like, there's no relationship that doesn't have those cracks. Right. Except on TV. But like, Lillian Marshall have those cracks. And this kind of plays into my like, Lily is the most realistic person. In a sitcom ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I was mm-hmm. not on board with Lily for a long time. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm, I'm with you. I get it. I mean, I think that this is a very, like, upbeat sitcom-y way of dealing with almost, like, relationship nostalgia. Yeah. Remember when we were 18 and everything was great and, like, we had sex all the time and, like, we were super in love and now we're not exciting and staying in and eating Chinese and, like... <laughs> peeing in front of each other <laughs> again with you through most of that yeah still not sure how i feel about the uh the peeing thing <sighs> i'm deciding how much i want to reveal publicly but i think it's weird that they care and i feel like that's as vague as i'm going to get about it all right moving on so something that i thought of while like lily and marshall were bemoaning that they, they had lost all these first was the episode in season nine when Ted and Tracy get super excited because they've run out of stories to tell each other. <laughs> and they're like, we became this old married couple. Yeah. So I think you go through stages in your relationship. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that Marshall and Lily will get to that point. And Ted and Tracy, I mean, they started as a, uh, middle-aged married couple not an old married couple you know look at the murtaugh list ted is clearly aged beyond his years yes he does want to be old yes that that's his goal i don't really have a point but so i mean stages stages yes relationship stages (laughs) (laughs) okay what else happens in the bathroom i don't remember um i watched this episode twice today they brushed their teeth and then gargle toasted yep Billy makes a joke about cough syrup. Okay. Yeah. This is not a fruitful part of the episode anymore. Okay, so in the Barney and Robin pot line, obviously Ted and Victoria are making out on a couch. Um, Lily and Marshall are locked in a bathroom, and Barney and Robin are broing out. 
<laughs> they are. I think this is the first Barney and Robin plotline, or like pairing, pairing plotline. Have they been paired like this before? I don't think so. Oh, you know what? In the episode where he was trying to Wait. get her to do stupid shit on the air, does that count? Th- that was probably that was that was like the first Barney and Robin mess around. Mm, okay, okay, that counts. Very much like your Winston and CC mess arounds. That was a new girl joke. You're welcome. Thank you. So Robin opens this with possibly the best exchange ever. (laughs) (laughs) She says, I guess it's just going to be you and me. And Barney says, oh, really? And she says, actually, I was talking to my martini. (laughs) Which, quite frankly, is something I say to every martini I drink. And also every Oberon I drink. (laughs) Which, mine is empty now. My life is sad. How's the Oberon this year? Pretty good. I still haven't had any. Oh, no. Um, not as smoky as it was last year, but still really good. That's good. I tried to go all fancy this weekend and bought a bottle of mead and was somewhat disappointed. So I think next weekend I'm just... Uh, it's, it's Oberon time. Yeah. So, Barney and Robin on the town... Doing all the bro things that Barney can't convince Ted to do. Um, Something that confuses me, why has Ted never been to the cigar bar? I mean, seriously. Ted likes cigars. Ted likes whiskey. Or Ted likes scotch. Why the fuck has he never been there? Barney wouldn't take him. But he would. Well, he didn't. Yeah, I don't know. There's a blank here for me, too. Okay, so in... Not the pineapple incident... The one where they go to Philadelphia. Ted, like, throws a shit fit about not, like, he just wants to go to McLaren's. Sweet Taste of Liberty. Sweet Taste of Liberty. So in Sweet Taste of Liberty, Ted, like, throws a shit fit because he just wants to go to McLaren's. So apparently, this is the only bar Ted has ever been to in New York. And he will not go to the most tame of Barney suggestions. Like, he'll go to Philadelphia, but he will not go to the cigar bar. Okay, I can see that. I don't understand because it seems like kind of a no-brainer. Like, I don't smoke that many cigars, but I would go to a fucking cigar bar in New York. Uh, yeah. Duh. Wait, wait a minute. Why didn't we go to a cigar bar? Oh, fuck. I don't know. So, listeners, we, we were in New York, um, a few... February. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, it was the last weekend in February. So, yeah, we, we were in New York uh, a few weeks ago, and... We didn't think to go to a cigar bar. But we did make lots of How I Met Your Mother references. We did. I mean, we even went to 75th in Amsterdam, which is where Ted lives. That's true. Um, <laughs> we did not go to the How I Met Your Mother themed bar that McLaren's is based on. Um, but that's just because our feet were tired. Yeah. We walked 25 miles that weekend. Yeah, it was great. And 80 <laughs> flights of stairs. Hooray! Yeah, we definitely like native natived it up. Which is not fun for us, like, lazy-ass Midwesterners. Like, we're basically the people from Wally. Thank you for lumping <laughs> yourself in with me on that and not just, like, throwing me under the bus. <laughs> My feet hurt, too. We're from the Midwest. We fucking drive places. It's true. Like, we drive everywhere. Okay, when I lived in Ann Arbor, there was a grocery store literally around the corner from my apartment, and I drove every single time. Yep. Because that's what you do in the Midwest. Well... To be fair, we were usually going there for more beer. Yeah. So we needed to be back quickly with beer. So I really enjoyed Barney and Robin in this episode. 
they have some very charming back and forths as misogynistic, transphobic, and generally gross as Barney is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of part and parcel with it. Barney and Robin are great. Like, I think this is when they realize that Barney and Robin could be great. Yeah. And even if it's just a friendship, mm-hmm. like, they, they're a good match. They're a good pair. And they want the same things. Like, the thing that always gets me is that Barney in this episode is correct. He points out that, I forget what the line is, and I should have wrote it down. But, you know, we're not into commitment. We want the same things. Why can't we just, like, do it every now and then? Like, we should be hooking. Right. And I think that is very logical. And I think the only thing that stops Robin is that she likes Ted. True. Or likely. Likely. I mean, also, she has standards, but, like, she gets over them eventually. Like, when Barney finds the heart inside, like, gets a heart for his Ten Man thing. I don't know. There was a Wizard of Oz reference there I was going to make. I don't... I'm not... Yeah. Nice try. Yeah, I tried really hard. Did you? How did you feel about Barney and Robin, like, and their growing out adventures? I mean, I... I liked it. Again, they they make a good pair. They they make a good fit. What I don't get, and it's less as time goes on, but, like, in this, they had to make Robin a bro. Mm -hmm. You know, the suit at the cigar bar Mm -hmm. and everything. It's her gravitating toward how Barney is, not gravitating toward the center or anything like that. Mm -hmm. She did things that surprised Barney but not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, I think he was surprised she was so game. Yeah. But I think it was more like recognizing potential. Like, especially in the bar when, like, she's wingmanning for him. Oh, the, uh, like, telling him to look at the reflection in the bar mirror? Yes. So that's one of them. Yeah. She she goes over to a girl and, like, like, this is such a great character moment for Robin. So she's trying to pick up a girl for Barney. And she goes over to this girl... She basically sets herself up to be in competition with this other woman for Barney. I I can't tell if it's smart or not. I don't know. I don't. Robin (laughs) is really competitive. (laughs) I I feel like that's what would get her. Mm -hmm. So she uses this like game theory on this girl. And it works. And it works because the girl's like, no, she's he's totally vibing me. So they set this up. And then later when Barney does catch and release, you know, he goes and hits on her and then decides not to go home. Because he, you know, he's now trying to hit on Robin. Right. But in the guise of a buddy, like, that's the icky part. (laughs) I mean, Robin takes the moment to assert her dominance over this woman. (laughs) Like, she had to win. Like, she had to go the extra mile to show that she won. (laughs) Which is such a Robin thing to do. (laughs) That was great. That that little uh, look on the way out the door. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, The chin lift. Just like the... I'm doing it, and, like, I can't show you because this is a podcast. <laughs> and yet, I, I can picture it clear as day. Uh, you can see it, yeah. Clear as day. Yes. Like, she had no intention of winning, but she set up a competition, and when she won it, she let everybody know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she sparkles, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, they obviously had not set up the sparkles, the sparkles line yet, but, like, they're definitely... Building a case that that Robin is, like, a gun-toting badass. Right. Which is nice. We're clearly getting there. I mean, and they have these really cute interactions about Battleship. Um, Cheater's grudge match. Awesome. Um, I mean, and we know Robin lives in Brooklyn, so, like, the only reason he's going home with her, like, he's go- why would you go to Brooklyn? <laughs> um, so here's the other thing. 
Barney basically runs the naked man. Like, he is attempting to run the naked man when Robin walks back in with Battleship. Yep. And this is not a thing that exists until, like, season five. <laughs> right. Four? Um, four? Four. It's after he breaks up with Stella. That was season four. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, he's taken off his clothes. Okay, this is, like, a stupid piece of continuity. In the first cut, like, you see him take off his belt completely, and then when he puts his pants back on, his belt is already in the loops. <laughs> I noticed that today. It was, like, the most distracting thing ever. Um, and absolutely irrelevant, because... Who gives a shit? We noticed because the best things. I know. I feel like Barney has a really interesting arc because I'm not sure if he's trying to hit on Robin at the beginning of the night, but like he's definitely doing it at the end. And like, like he goes through this dip where he's definitely hitting on her. When Once she rejects him, he understands instantly and he turns on a dime, which I think almost redeems. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say redeems. Nothing redeems Barney. But, like, it makes the storyline <laughs> better. Yeah. It makes it a better interaction. Like, he's not gross about it once she says no. Right. He's not gross. He's not begging. He's not, you know, hounding her. He's not trying to change her mind. He understands immediately. Like, he knows it's about Ted. Yeah. Like, which I think is very emotionally connected of him. And then, like, he's really kind about it. Or as kind as Barney can mm. be. Yeah. And then they, like, basically swear each other to secrecy, and <laughs> so I really like this plot line. Me too. Obviously, like, they had to go through a few stages, but, like, this lays the groundwork for so much. Um, it sets up the triangle with Ted. It sets up Robin's very obvious daddy issues. <laughs> yeah. It... Hot. <laughs> I could, like, see through time and space to the end of the series when I watch this again. You mean to the finale? The best finale ever? Best finale ever. The one that makes total sense and is great and everyone else is wrong. Hey, man. Um, Barney and Robin divorced this year. It's 2017. Oh, God, it is. Oh, no, they divorced last year. I'm sorry. Did they? I think it was 2016. I thought they lasted about three it. years. They got married in 2013, 2014? Yeah, because I discovered that um, the last season of Parks and Rec takes place in 2017, and it's now 2017, and I was like, what the shit? Oh, that's what I was thinking about in 2017. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. happening right now. How I Met Your Mother ended in... 2014. But the last season took place the previous place in year. in previous year in 2013, so they get divorced in 2016. Yep. Barney and Robin are now divorced. Okay. Your life is over. So that's right. Everything is terrible. While I understand it needed to happen for the ending, here's the problem with season nine and the finale. They gave an entire season's worth of narrative weight to Barney and Robin. And then they spend like maybe eight minutes on it in the finale, and it's just donezo. It's a storyline worth doing. And I think it's how it should have happened, but it had so much narrative weight, it was difficult for people to get over and to see the bigger picture. Yes, I agree completely. Again, I really, really liked the framing device for the last season. I did. Mm -hmm. But I, I can understand the issues that people took with yeah. it. Here's the thing. Season nine did a lot of really, really cool stuff. Right. Seriously, it gave us an entire episode with Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, that was prophetic in a way. That was pretty great. 
I hated the episode, but I liked Lin-Manuel Miranda in that. Oh, I loved that episode. It was terrible and awesome. <laughs> it wasn't terrible at all. I loved it. I think that's one of the problems with the ending that everyone is so upset about. There's a lot of clues in season nine about the dysfunction in Robin and, T- and Barney's relationship. But ultimately, the season wants you to believe in it because they get married at the end. Right. Well, yeah. And the finale very unceremoniously chops that up. And if I had my druthers, I probably would have ended it at season like eight and a half. I feel like eight and a half seasons would have been perfect. And we would have gotten that amazing ending. And we would have gotten everything that we wanted. It's not going to be like that. No, because it's, I mean, it's all about viewership and profits. Shows, uh, you know, shows like Mad Men. Yeah, they, you know, they'll get canceled if people aren't watching them. But it's not... You know, they're not going for the big network shares. It's different. Right. And I love them both, but they are very different things. So you can be mad that Barty and Robin got divorced in the finale. I mean, I think you're wrong. And I have a podcast to tell you about it. <laughs> it's become fashionable to hate it. Ugh. I had this discussion with a co-worker the other day about Comcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Like, everyone hates Comcast, and that's fine. Comcast mm-hmm. is terrible. But if you just say you hate Comcast, it's, you know, it's like you're jumping on the bandwagon. Um, but working in IT, we hate Comcast for very specific reasons. <laughs> uh, for example, their voice, uh, autom- their automated voice system when you call in for mm-hmm. a service was about a year ago was intentionally made more difficult to to put you in touch with a human operator. I hate Comcast because of that. Or, you know, you can hate them because of billing issues. But, yeah. So, like, there are reasons that I hate Comcast. Right. I love How I Met Your Mother. I love the finale. I love season nine. But, yeah, there are some very, you know, well-crafted specific reasons to dislike parts of it. Yeah. I mean, I think at this point... And I'm, okay, you can boo me if you want. I feel like hating the finale of How I Met Your Mother is kind of like hating Nickelback. Like, you just hate Nickelback. No one really knows why anymore. Uh, yeah. They're, they're, they're hateable. Like, you're not wrong. You're just like... <laughs> <laughs> you're just not putting the effort into it. <laughs> you haven't thought this through anymore. Right. <laughs> oh my god. And I probably listened to Nickelback back then. I think we all did. It was unescapable. I'm sure. I had, I mean, I had a friend who, when I called her, like Nickelback was her ringback tone. Oh, remember ringback tones? God. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> For a while, mine was Rick Astley. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> because it was the funniest damn thing, and then okay. people stopped calling me. <laughs> okay, over Christmas, I was in my mom's car, like listening to her iPod. And never gonna give you up showed up, and I and I had to explain Rick Rolling to my mother because she just like genuinely liked the song. You did not tell me about this. I didn't tell you that. No. I was like, "Mom, is this a joke?" And she's like, "What do you mean? Is this a joke?" I'm like, "Mom, is this a joke?" <laughs> she was not Rick Rolling me. She had no idea. Oh my god! All right. Do you have anything else to say about Zip Zip Zip? No, because the. I like Victoria. I like mm-hmm. Ted and Victoria. 
but not mm-hmm. a whole lot happened here, and not a lot yeah. great. Um, we like Lily and Marshall in their little bottle episode, but also mm-hmm. there's only so much you can say about most bottle episodes. Mm-hmm. At some point, the you know the captivity literally limits what you have to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and then Barney and Robin. I don't know. You seem to get more out of it than I did. I don't disagree with you, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I was personally rather delighted by their plotline. I mean, we had a, a Lillian Marshall episode where, where they were the driving force of the episode. So this is really the first Barney and Robin, not where they're paired together, but also where they're the big plot line of the episode. Like, I think, honestly, they're the A-plot. Well, it's the most interesting and the most character development. I mean, they really sideline Ted in this episode. Like, he has, like, three scenes, and then his other scenes are basically making out. Yeah, and they're only... We only see them in two places, don't we? In the apartment and in the cab? Ted's in the bar for like a scene. Well, yeah, but not with Victoria. So yeah. So we see them in the context of the apartment. Okay, ted meter How much do we like Ted in this episode? I mean, I don't hate Ted. I'll give him a seven. <sighs> I can't remember if he or Victoria asks, I want to know your soul. I believe it was Victoria that wanted to know his soul. Okay, yeah, that bumps him up. And he was the one that something about her eyes. But Victoria asked him, what makes you cry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. Okay. So Victoria is the one asking the gross questions. He is just playing along to get laid. I think I was going to give him like a five if like perpetuating this, but it seems like he's just like... Playing along? I mean, he's not really playing along. He's totally into it, but he's not like driving the weirdness. <laughs> Fair. That's fair. <laughs> All right. So I am going to give him a six. <laughs> okay. It's not good Ted. It's definitely like peak Ted and peak Ted is not good Ted. I will I will agree with you on that. I'm still sticking right. with my seven, but... That's fine. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, he was not actively harming anyone in this episode. So yay. <laughs> yeah. We We need a question for our listeners this week. Okay. Actually, can I ask them two questions without running it by you do it okay one have you peed in front of your significant other and two what's your favorite bottle episode there's a less uh a less that question (laughs) if you do not want to answer about the peeing you can answer about the bottle episode there you go but you have to pick one everyone has to pick one or both (laughs) yes this is do or die unless we die in nuclear war right in which case we don't care we'll be dead yay all right Thank you so much for listening to our rather belated ramblings about this episode. Woo-hoo. Please come check us out at thereReturn.com or we are at thereReturn on Twitter. Tell us what you thought and we will talk to you very, very soon. I'm Aaron, And I'm Lear. All right. Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you later. <laughs> Bye.